people supporting my business allows me to support my family, which for me means everything. I don't know that I could ever put into words how grateful I am. This is The Maker's Moment, a weekly podcast where we hold space for creativity. We share our stories so we can learn from each other and use our experiences to challenge our often limiting beliefs. My name is Lee Schultes, and I know that in every person, there's an artist waiting to be rediscovered. We are here for makers in all of their moments. We know that it takes a healthy dose of community and a lot of play to get and stay creative. Today, we're sitting down with Jessica of Strong Mama Metals. She is a certifiable badass. Jessica talks today about making the darker side of jewelry something that you could wear more regularly. Her goal is to make women feel powerful and badass. Being strong is not only about strength training physically, but it's also about being able to handle the world because as a parent, you kind of have to. Strong Mama Metal started in 2020, going on three years now. I'd always kind of made my own jewelry just because I couldn't really ever find the kind of aesthetic and type of jewelry that I liked. And if I did find it, it was very heavy or I did the whole like big hoops in the 90s. I'm showing my age right now. Big hoops in the 90s kind of thing. So my ears are very not purposely stretched. Yeah. So (laughs) all the unintentional gauges. Yep. Yep. It's literally one toddler pull away from pulling through like my earlobes. So I have to wear like a light earrings so I couldn't find lighter bigger pieces and then if I did find them they were crazy expensive and outside of my budget all right I'm gonna start just making my own jewelry I could do that I've done creative things my whole life so I started just playing around and stuff I was pregnant with my second daughter Fiona and she has been giving me hell since the minute she was conceived a lot of having to sit down in the pregnancy and she just wore me out so I had to sit a lot and I'm not a good sitter Mm -hmm. so I just started making jewelry as something to do and it's like a hobby and then my husband Ransom was like, why don't you sell this stuff? And I was like, nobody's gonna buy this. This is just something that I do, you know, kind of a thing, tinkering for fun. And then I put some on Instagram and every piece sold. (laughs) And I was like, okay, first A, I had to admit he was right. And then B, holy crap, I just did that. So then I created an Etsy site because it was kind of the easiest way I knew how to start. COVID happened and I had to be home with my kids. There was nowhere for them to go and I needed to make money. So I started my online site and I started making stuff. And, you know, I look back now at what I started making. I would never make that now. All of us, it's like, okay, let's stretch back several years. Oh, the memories come up on Facebook. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that I sold. Someone bought that for $20? They probably still wear it yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they do I still 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 have friends who wear my original pieces and stuff y'all can we upgrade like I feel like you need something new yeah (laughs) and they're like I've worn this for so many years I love it okay please don't tell anyone I made it (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of why I got the name mama it just really came out of me wanting to be able to be home with my kids COVID kind of forced that but then it, it allows me to continue doing that and raise them in a way that we wanted and the strong part comes from I used to power lift I still work out some and everything and my husband is a power lifter and a bodybuilder and so it's just kind of in our life and being a mom and carrying the weight on your shoulders all the time being a mom and having a small business is intense because there is no scheduling when you can sit down and work there is no oh I'm I'm today I'm gonna make content because on that day your kid's gonna cut a tooth or they're gonna <laughs> be like sick or they're gonna you know like something so strong goes in being able to lift heavy weight but also just having a, a strong being of being able to handle the world because as moms, you kind of have to. You don't have a choice. It's amazing to hear you talk about motherhood like that because, I mean, I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. but you always hear, you know, motherhood is so difficult. But you're someone who I'm consistently 
impressed by your family. <laughs> I feel like your oldest Harper, she's always walking around with a baby on her hip. It's like, how old are you? <laughs> it's interesting then that you have a lot of heavy things in your life with your jewelry. You were like, I want to make something light. I want to mm-hmm. make something just for myself. And I feel like that really resonates with a lot of people. How would you define your aesthetic? You have a very unique style. I'm a goth kid my whole life. I've always been on the edgier side. When I was in middle school, I was obsessed with Marilyn Manson and Courtney Love and all the stuff like I'm through and through. I've just always been quote unquote alternative mm-hmm. and kind of like on the edgier side. And I still wear crop black t-shirts. I don't think I own a colored shirt. <laughs> um, I think you gave me my first bleach dye actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I like the darker side of stuff. I just feel like a lot of that jewelry isn't so mainstream. So I tried to find a way to make it so that it would be something that you could wear regularly. I like doing things. I like to make things with like chains and razor blades. So then it's small and you know, you're wearing it and it almost like makes you feel a little bit powerful. I just wanted something that people could feel powerful and badass. I know a lot of women in the powerlifting world I actually design custom earrings for women who go into powerlifting meets and they wear them and they tell me how amazing they feel and it literally makes me cry because as someone who is kind of an insecure person to know that people are wearing my jewelry to help them feel powerful in a very intimidating moment it's there is no words to describe what that feels like to have someone be like I wore your jewelry and I felt like a fucking badass that to me is every piece that someone buys and I hear their story for why they're wearing it even years later, it still makes me feel like, holy cow, I can't believe I'm doing this. I got like Mm -hmm. chill bumps when you talked about that, because I definitely have worn your death moth to do major presentations in the corporate world. That was like pencil skirts and a death moth. Yeah, Yeah. I have a friend who has children in very prestigious private school, Mm -hmm. and she'll wear her razor blade earrings because you don't really know that they're there until you're like, holy crap, are you wearing razor blades? So she's always, I have to go in a little bit proper, but then I know that I'm wearing razor blades. It's cool. My friend Katie, she's awesome. She's a power lifter in every meet. I design a new pair for her. She has ones that, to me, they're just ones I did for her, not last one, the one before that. They were shields. She was like a shield maiden. It's really cool that people reach out to me because that's a vulnerable moment for a woman. We're still kind of building ourselves in powerlifting and in strength sports. To have someone be like, I want you to help me feel powerful, there's no way to describe that feeling. And I think that for me, I'm a mom. I'm Ranson's wife. I'm like, Ranson's very well known. So a lot of places we go, I'm Ranson's wife. I'm the kid's mom. This allows me to have a sense of me. I was in an abusive relationship, had to leave it and start all over. And this is almost like a way of me giving back to allow them to feel powerful themselves because I know what it's like to not giving someone their power back. It's amazing. It's cool that I can do that through jewelry. Even a piece of earrings can make you feel like that. That was so amazing to me. You have such a great mom following, for lack of a better term. (laughs) And it's amazing to me. You have moms buying some big stuff. And that can sometimes be intimidating, right? Like a lot of people, like you said, one ear pull away. Your message and your branding and everything really resonates because you genuinely care. And you genuinely have been there and sometimes are there. And so I love that that's how you're establishing yourself. Thank you. Well, and also, too, even with that, like as a mom, there are some days that I can't shower. There are some days that me doing my eyebrows or doing eyeliner and stuff is just not in the cards. At least if I could wear like some cool earrings. All right, well, I look put together. In the playground, I won't look like I just rode through trash. Kind of and thing, you're like, so much least. more than just a mom. So let's be clear. You have three kids under the age of 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you're like a super mom. Yeah. Which a, is a one, a three and a half, and a 10 year old. But 
I'm very blessed with Harper because Harper is like an old lady. She Harper's like another mom. She's very much another mom. I wouldn't be able to do it without her. And I think because I was a single mom for four and a half years with Harper. Me and my best friend Leah used to take her to tattoo conventions and music shows. And like we traveled all over. Harper's been, I think, 28 states, maybe closer to 30. She's been around and it's just, it's cool. She, I could leave my booth and she could run it or take care of the kids or whatever. And I'm very grateful for Harper. I think we both raised each other. She's also going through a lot. She's about to be a teenager. So that's just such a scary situation. (laughs) (laughs) You might have to get an assistant. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I tell her. She's my manager. And then I was like, oh, but what are you going to be like more in your friends soon? And what am I going to (laughs) do? It'll be fine. I was a barn manager, I think, until I turned 17 or 18. Just tell her it can be great on the resume. She's been the manager for 12 years. (laughs) They're going to be like, but you're 18. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that you started this in like 2020. So you were doing this before you moved to Western North Carolina? No. So I moved to Asheville when Harper was one and a half. Oh, wow. From New York. So that was nine years ago. I just didn't want to raise her in New York. It's very hard to be a kid. I'm from like Long Island City area and it's just, it's really hard to be a kid. I wanted her to be a kid as long as possible. Harper still doesn't have a phone and she cares, but she doesn't care. You know, my kids play outside all day long. So I moved here then and I lived here until around June of 2020. And then we moved to Washington state. We had some friends out there and the world was crazy because of COVID. So we were like, well, let's just see what happens. Our house sold, we put it on the market, it sold in eight days. Wow. Yeah. And so we were like, all right, well, I guess we're going. And so we packed a U-Haul. And at the time it was just me, Ranson, two kids and two dogs. And we drove cross country and made it a trip. And just that, just stuff. you yeah. and two kids and two dogs. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. My dad helped drive me out there because we had Fiona was an infant. We got out there and it just, it was great. We had some great experiences. I made some great friends through business, through my jewelry. Um, I have uh, one of my very good friends out there. I'm in her store out there and still, I still send stuff out there. I did a bunch of markets out there and it was, it's a really great area. Just wasn't where we want to raise the kids. And it wasn't like our families out on the East coast and stuff. And we just felt like there was something missing. So we stayed there for a year and a half and then we moved back. So we've been back for a couple years now seems like culture is really important to you and your mm-hmm. family specifically. You talk about how you want to raise your family. And then I love that you don't compromise your values. You have to make money. I have to make it work. So mm-hmm. let's do this thing that makes me feel incredibly vulnerable, but it'll benefit everybody and then also benefit my customers as well is really admirable. What is it about Western North Carolina or the Asheville area specifically culturally that is so beneficial for your family? So we live closer to Flat Rock, Hendersonville, Flat Rock area. And we are outside people. We're outside all the time. We need need space. My kids cannot be inside. We spend most of our time outside. I like that the weather here is really great that we can be outside for most of the year. I mean, even in December, my kids, if it's 40 degrees, they're outside. They'll put a jacket on. Being out here and just being more small town. I grew up in a big city. Ranson grew up very small town. He grew up on like, I think at one point he was living on 60 acres and at another point 100. This is kind of like an in the middle for us. We have the small town, but then we can also go to a city if we want. We go down to Greenville a lot. We go to Charlotte. Lots of places are very easily accessible, but yet we still get that out of the city kind of down home feeling. People, like you said, people definitely know Ranson, yeah. <laughs> but people know your name. But at the same time, when they shake your hand and look you in the eye, it means something. Yeah. 
which is great. I mean, especially with three young girls, I think that's really important. Yeah, and just having the the values of family. Last night we walked into town and got ice cream, and there was a band playing. They shut down Main Street. There was a band playing, and we just walked up and down Main Street listening to music and eating frozen yogurt. Then we came home and they went to bed. Just having that ability to be able to share with them of less of the hustle bustle of life and allowing them to enjoy moments of life. And that's why I have my business is I'm allowed to enjoy all these moments with them. Pick them up from school. I take them to school. I make their lunch. I'm able to do that because of my business and because people support my business. I don't know if there'd ever be words for me to show my appreciation for that. People supporting my business allows me to support my family, which for me means everything. I don't know that I could ever put into words how grateful I am. As people grow, it can be very easy for them to become detached from that. But it seems like you're deeply connected with your why, so to speak, mm-hmm. on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Like it's yeah. literally right in front of you. You're such a strong, humble leader. I appreciate you letting us know about your vulnerable points. From the outsider, that wouldn't be as a parent. How do you work through that doubt? I literally just stop whatever I'm doing that I'm trying to make something work with my business and it's not working or I'm, I mean, trying to clean the house. I just stop and I go outside, go outside and I play with my kids. I just reconnect. It sounds really cheesy, but I just reconnect with the earth, the energy and my kids and go to the park or sometimes we'll just go and get a huge Sunday. I'm going to need ice cream after this. Yeah. That's what <laughs> Sorry, I'm I mentioned it, so we eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> no, it's perfect. <laughs> I just feel like ice cream is, I don't know, when you're a kid, it's like it's such so a valuable, perfect. it's no. needed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we don't eat a lot of junk food, but we eat a lot of ice cream. For me, just stepping away. I just have to step away because being a mom and owning a business or being someone that works out a lot or even being someone that does go to work, being a mom is stressful. And sometimes whatever you're doing, it's very hard for me because I'm a, I'm a very busy-minded person. I'm a task person where like if I have a task, I have to finish it. That's just how my brain works. And being a mom has taught me that that is not the way it works anymore and sometimes you have to finish it later sometimes you're, it's okay your house is messy if you are saying you're going to do a drop on friday and you can't get to it then if you as long as you let people know and you communicate people are going to understand i used to be like i have to do this now i have to do this right now i have to get this accomplished i have to post every day i have to do all these things and then i was like oh, why and my husband reminded me of that and uh, other people that i follow and if you don't answer the email what's going to happen People will just say, man, she must be busy. This makes me want it more. Yeah, exactly. Like I had to be like, wait a minute, do I expect someone to answer me right away? I mean, probably in hindsight, everybody does. But they say that people expect a 30 minute response time or something nowadays. I had to like reset my brain. And I think part of it is growing up in New York. I'm a hustler. I'm always going. And just being a mom has made me slow down. It is super cheesy. You only have 18 summers with your kids at being little. Or little. Oh, that just got me in the heart. Yeah, I have yeah. never heard that before, yeah. but I literally melted inside. Yeah, and you start thinking about it when they're like, mom, 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 let me show you this. They could be trying, trying to show you something that you'll never see again, or it's their first moment of something. So I try, even though schedules are harder with young children, I try to do it when they're sleeping or before they wake up. Because that's such another added level of pressure that I didn't even think about. You see the old, I have a video reel in my brain, I'm sure. It was some kind of ad campaign at some point, but with a kid of like, mom, look at my new shoes, how high I can jump or something. And the mom doesn't see it. And then the kid's like sulking or, you know what I mean? Away. And we don't realize how many little moments really are so meaningful to others. Mm -hmm. I could imagine that's a whole extra layer of pressure that could be on you if you let it. The minute everybody wakes up, that's when all of the expectations begin. And Mm so my assumption, again, that that's a really long full day. Like I can't imagine spending, I'm just going to throw numbers out there, 14 to 16 to 18. 
18 hours with small children, running all around, three of them, and then on top of it, working until the wee hours of the night or waking up early. How do you take care of yourself? Like, how do you balance that? Uh, well, <laughs> and maybe you just, maybe right now, yeah, yeah maybe do, I do your my best. best. It. Um, you know, some nights I try to get in bed by 11. Other nights, if I, usually if I have a market, I'll know that towards the end of the week, I'm going to be staying up a little bit later so that I can get some, or getting up earlier, losing a little bit of sleep. But then I do try to take the day after either, so like the Monday after a two-day market or a Sunday after a Saturday market, try to take that next day to redo my house and redo my life. I typically try to get like 30 minutes. I walk all the time with the kids and stuff. Obviously we walk in the neighborhood, but I try to do 30 minutes, four days a week, at least of like a lifting just to keep like Mm -hmm. my brain right. As far as the other things, to get up to classes, like a Muay Thai class once a week, once every couple weeks. But for me right now, it's, I feel it's not about me. Um, you know, I, I know that people say that you have to take care of yourself, but watching my kids thrive and seeing my family, we bake a lot of our own stuff. We make our own peanut butter and doing that with my kids. That's good for now. That was something my mom used to say when she was pregnant. She had really tough pregnancies, four C-sections, about as back-to-back as yours were. And she always said, you know, people were like, oh, my gosh, look at what you're doing to your body. And she said, but it's such a privilege, Mm -hmm. right, to grow life and nurture life. And it's nothing that she would trade off. So it's kind of really refreshing to hear somebody, especially in 2023, still have that mentality of it's a privilege to pour into my family, understanding that I do get those little snippets of times to stay sane, but I'm not necessarily out getting Manny petties all the time you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs> no and also my kids wouldn't sit at uh, Harper would but Fiona definitely would not sit still to get that I've not lived at home since I was around 16 and I've lived a very eventful life I've been to Europe three times I have traveled all over the U.S. I've been to more concerts than I can count I've my 10 year old's been to 28 states yeah. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lived a, like I love what I have right now would it be better if I had a little bit more money and it was a less stressful in that sense of course but who would well, we'll drop your website yeah. in the podcast. So um, we'll call the link uh, help Jess have a little yeah. more time and extra money. I might need a haircut. I think it's been like two years. But, um, okay, so get Jessica yeah. a haircut link to Strong Mama yeah. Metals. Um, I like this. A lot of like reels I'll see now. The, this part of my life is about me and all this stuff. But I think I live through them. I live through what they're seeing. And there's going to come a time when they're not going to be here. And then I can go do whatever I want every day. But that's not right now. And that's that's not this chapter of my life. I'm okay with... But don't get me wrong. There are times when I'm about to lose my shit. And usually I have to go tell Harper, like, you got to take the kids outside and just let me, like, do something for a minute. And a lot of it is that I have to get a task accomplished because I'm very task-oriented. If I'm having a day where, like, just nothing is working, I can't get my jewelry done because the kids woke up earlier. I can't post a reel because they can't, they need my attention or... I can't get the dishes done, whatever the task is. Or if I do, you know, if my husband sees, he'll come in and be like, okay, he'll take them outside. But also for me, like I love doing markets. I worked a lot of events for a long time. I was in the service industry for a long time. I did big events, music shows. And so for me, the markets are kind of my way of doing that and interacting with people and hearing people's stories. And obviously I like when they're busier than not busy Um, (laughs) and having that, I get like a high off them. I like being, I don't know, like, involved in other people's day and so sometimes I'll do markets three weekends in a row then I just want to be home because that's like my out and now I'm ready to be back home. Ranson and I try to go to a concert once a month and that for us is great but a lot of times when it comes down to like going out or doing anything I'm like I'm too tired I don't even want to get dressed like you know so it just (laughs) kind of all works out. 
but right now it's just, I, I don't, I don't need to be doing all those other things all the time. It's nice just mm-hmm. to kind of be home and create. I love creating stuff, doing stuff with them. You know, Harper and I, I just taught her how to make little friendship bracelets. Remember the staircase that you used with like oh, embroidery yes. thread, mm-hmm. you know, so I just taught her how to do that. So she was making her bracelets for her and Fiona. It's just cool to see her. Harper makes jewelry. Sometimes she comes to shows and sells it, but kids can hustle. Yeah. I had a kid that came and he saw us all at market one time and he came to us with a hand draw about the size of, of what's on the table right now, a hand drawn photo. And he said, well, we saw you guys selling. And so we decided to go ahead and sell. Um, You know, I'm a vendor today and this is a dollar and that kid hustled more paintings than I did jewelry or more Crayola drawings than I did jewelry. And I love how free flowing children are and how inspirational they are and how they're just, it's the same thing like Harper. She's just walking around with the baby on her hip, talking to everybody Mm -hmm. and going to get us coffee. And I mean, she was supervised, but it's just, she's so calm and so confident. And so that really shows, you know, all the work that you do definitely shows and in the product that's your main focus, which is your children. Yeah. What does your artistic creative process look like? I'm really intrigued by the fact that you say you're so task oriented. And I don't think that's unique with makers. I think a lot of us are very task oriented. And so it can be easy to focus on the task rather than giving ourselves room to be creative. Being task oriented is great because then you can pump out a lot of product for a market. Mm -hmm. But what does your actual creative free flowing process look like? Is it a little more structured? I always kind of try to have like some kind of idea in mind of like what I'm doing. But most of my favorite pieces and ideas that I've come up with are literally just a bunch of stuff thrown on my desk. And then for somehow my brain just can look at, we call it like organized chaos. Everything will be spread out and a mess. Harper can't handle it because she's always like, can I organize (laughs) your desk? I'm like, don't touch anything. I know where everything is. Kind of be sitting there and my brain can just kind of put pieces together and see like the shapes almost like in a geometric kind of way. I love it. It's like Tetris almost. I was really good at that game. (laughs) I'm task oriented in a sense that uh, I have to feel like accomplished, but with my art, I'm not, I'm definitely more of like a, let me see what happens here. If I put this together, let me see if I put this together and how it's going to look. I definitely, I do like balance. So certain shapes going in a certain way together and, and also just kind of like always incorporating something a little bit more edgier so people can feel, you know, edgy and powerful kind of when they're wearing my stuff. I like bigger pieces, but I know not everyone does. So I like to kind of have a balance of bigger and a smaller. And I think that's really help, healthy and helpful for people to hear of just because I'm task oriented in mom life or this other life, like this is again, my part of my personality where I just create something just for me. And so mm-hmm. I love to hear that it is structured, but it also is that organized, you know, it's that organized chaos that you talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think my whole life is kind of organized chaos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of has to be, uh, I thrive in chaos. I think, um, yeah, it, tasks are good, but also when I sit down to create, I don't, I definitely don't have like a list. I'm more of a person that I'll put pieces out and be like, oh, this will look good together or this idea will come up or something like that. I, I don't think when I'm creating, I'm as task oriented. I think that's more of like a flow of, you know, let's throw this shit together and see how it goes. Yeah, like, let's I get on it. for the ride. <laughs> You're like, I know the yeah. general rules of circles and squares yeah, and all yeah. these things. But and that definitely shows in your work because it is very balanced. It makes sense. But then I when I look at it, I'm like, man, I don't know if I would have thought of doing that and that and I love it. And it just just still makes sense. And so that's the balance of the shapes, which I really love. Thank you. Thank you. 
I'm amazed by your children. <laughs> Just yeah. how when I go on Instagram or when I hear stories from you, they're always jumping off a rock or swimming in some kind of river somewhere. And you're like, wait, I thought that child was two. Like, that's incredible. So how do you teach that? How do you nurture that with your so, children? I don't know that I taught it. I think that Fiona taught me. Harper is definitely a little bit more reserved than Fiona. She's way better now, but I kind of kept Harper in a bubble for a long time because I was always, she's my baby. Like Mm. I would encourage her to do things, but I definitely wasn't as encouraging as I am now. And like I said earlier, when I was pregnant with Fiona, she has been giving me a run for my money since the moment I can, you know, like she got here. So I kind of had to learn through her that they have to live and they have to experience and they have to do all these things. And are they going to get hurt? Yes, they are. And are you going to be the one to put their bandaid on it? Yes, you are. And it's terrifying. It took me a while. And, you know, Ranson and I, he's much better at it than me um, as far as being like they need to live their life too. It's their life. It's not my life. It's if I want to be scared in a corner and not do things, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that that's not the life for them. I don't eat certain foods and they do. It's, it's their life and I have to let them live it. And is it hard to watch sometimes? Yes, it is. I've watched Fiona fall down countless times and I just have to turn my head for a second and then I just have to give her a hug. It's for them to experience and them to be here and them to create their own path. And it's it's not it's not mine. And I think a lot of parents confuse that. They try to make their children into who they are or what the world is. And that's not how it should be. Children have their own path and they it's already known and they're going to follow theirs. And that's what I think more parents should do of more praise of patting on the back of, the, you know, following their own path rather than fitting into society or fitting into the parent's life. Mm-hmm. Because if it was for me, they'd be wearing all black and having, you know, like these crazy, I don't even know, like whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, my kids are covered in pink from head to toe every day. But it's muddy tutus. Yeah, exactly. That could be the name of the show money yeah (laughs) but uh yeah it's for them and I did that you know I lived my life I I, not fully or anything I still have a lot of life to live how are they going to know how to problem solve and how are they going to know when life is hard how to handle it if we don't give them the tools because life is hard and life is mean and if you don't learn what it's like to scrape your toes without your shoes on on your bike how are you going to handle you know some problem later in life I feel like it's you have to That's how they'll know that they have to wear boots on the motorcycle, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Fiona will do it without a helmet and without shoes. She did that the other day. She'll be in the backwoods of Tennessee. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but... I've never seen more mullets on five-year-olds as I have in those off-road, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, motorcycle races yep. up in my brothers, My two brothers race flat track Harleys and we go all the time and yeah. it's really funny. Like for us, like that's our norm. Like that's what we know is going to the motorcycle races, getting dirty. And like, mm-hmm. I don't even think Fiona has spent a day in her life that she's not covered in dirt. She really loves bugs. She likes to befriend worms and sometimes she's friendly with them and sometimes she pulls them apart. <laughs> I don't want to touch the worm but she does you know Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of people get very distracted on making kids fit in society and they miss the point of being a child Mm -hmm. and that for me is what I'm trying to preserve and that's the most important thing for me is to allow them to experience life on their path we learn through play, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's every study I've ever read. Yep. So I feel like that's something that a lot of people and creatives especially could learn. Getting your hands messy can be scary or doing something new can be scary. Has that impacted your art? Yeah, so I definitely think so. So I, um, like I said, I kind of thrive in organized chaos when creating. I have a, like a certain aesthetic, but then 
in that I try to be as adventurous as possible because I've done it where like I'll and I know every artist does and every creator does and every maker does get to a point where you're like wait is this should I be making this is this are people gonna like this maybe I should be doing something different what am I doing is this the right way and anytime I question it and make something that I think that more people will like and get away from myself no one likes it and then the minute I go back to who I am and like my stuff everyone loves it sends me all these messages so I've definitely learned over the years if you're gonna have a small business and you have a creative drive do what makes you happy because when you're happy and you're being creative and your full creativeness it comes out in your work and that's what people are gonna love and appreciate more and I've learned that the hard way several times of like I've redone whole lines of stuff where I've started think going like well maybe I should go more mainstream every time I go back to my alternative different edgier side that's when things start to pop up and I, I think through the same thing with my kids of like letting people learn organically especially with a small business being as open as you possibly can if you come to my markets you're probably gonna see me breastfeeding while taking orders or ringing people up or if you come to my house and I'm working, I'm probably not sitting at my desk. I don't sit on my desk very much. I usually sit on the couch. I'm either breastfeeding in the morning with Fiona, Isabel or I don't breastfeed Fiona anymore. That would be tragic. But uh, <laughs> I don't sit at markets. I stand almost the whole time. I'll try to work at markets, but I don't because I try to interact with everyone that's walking by. It's very important to me. I'm there selling myself. And so I just try to be organically me all the time, whether it's mm -hmm. through my kids, whether it's through my work. That seems to be the best response I get from people. The energy is there. Clearly, mm -hmm. the energy is consistent throughout. And you're not someone who's going to compromise that. How easy would it be to compromise that, right? Mm -hmm. Just to be like, well, I'm going to make 500 of this thing because it sold 10 times and then just pump that out. I love that you're true to your vision. I just want to make people, I mean, anybody who wears my jewelry, man, woman, kids, what, whoever, you know, just to have a sense of power, to feel they could whatever they're doing they can accomplish to have a sense of self yeah I'm a badass because I am slightly insecure but I know if I had to take on the world I could oh yeah no like, doubt <laughs> <laughs> you know like if we're going somewhere I feel like you should choose me because I'm gonna get you there I, I just I want people like I said before I've gone through some really terrible things in my life that have brought me to who I am would I recreate them probably not but would I be who I am without them no and I feel like that that's everybody and I try to wake up every day with a smile on my face if I wake up on a smile and I put some earrings on and I'm like yep I'm gonna kick this day in the ass I think a lot of times women doubt themselves and feel less powerful than they are I coach women too in weight training done boot camp classes I've helped women get stronger in many different ways I trained all of my pregnancies most of the time women are told that they're not strong and they're not powerful and we mm -hmm. fucking are and yeah. you know like <laughs> we go through more things you know and not saying that men are not I'm not trying to make this is not a comparison this is just solely speaking as a woman where I've been told mm -hmm. that I can't do these things and you better believe I did every one of those things mm -hmm. because I was told I couldn't for me that's what it's about is just feeling empowered kind of living on the edge life that I did I always thought that I would have the job running these big events or music shows and all this kind of stuff. I always thought or running restaurants, traveling the world and stuff. And I wanted to be a sound tech so I could run with bands, you know, managers and stuff. And that's kind of always what I wanted. Now I love to travel with my kids, but also and show them the world, but also being like the home life is definitely I think because I experienced life so much before and was always on the go and always crazy that I'm totally like this is okay it's like, delicious this is, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and then when my kids get older I can go out again today's key takeaways number one 
Strong is not only about lifting heavy weight. It's also about having the weight on your shoulders as a parent. A strong woman can still have a sense of me. Number two, you can not only make the most out of a bad situation, but you can also build a future for your family from it. Jessica's small business allows her to raise her children how she wants, with small town values. Motherhood doesn't have to hold you back. It can propel you and your business forward. Number three, it's important to learn how to walk away. Training yourself to focus on the big picture and not be so task-oriented in your artistry can really further your creative process. Number four, ice cream is the key. <laughs> Just kidding. One of the benefits of living in a small town is that you get away from all the hustle and bustle. Turn off your phone for an afternoon and see what it can do for your life. Number five, we all work through doubt and insecurities, but at the end of the day, you are living the life that you're creating. Go out and do it. Thank you.